The New Orleans Pelicans showed you they can make adjustments, but they need to avoid disappointing performances like Friday if they want to get into the playoffs. Here's what they need to do. It's a Monday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Monday. What a weekend for the Pelicans. Maybe the worst loss of the season in the way that it unfolded in the opponent on Friday, followed by a much-needed win on Sunday, and this team is still in playoff contention. So we got meaningful games down the stretch for the final 11 games. I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. So thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all. No one else coming to you like this, breaking down everything you want to know about this team. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And if you want to support the channel, number one thing you can do, comment down below on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. So let's get into it. These two games against Houston. They had a four game stretch here. It's five games if you included the Los Angeles Lakers in this. And you were looking at five and oh, four and one kind of being the minimum that they needed to do for the most part. That didn't happen. <laughs> that that didn't happen. They lost to the Lakers and then going to Houston, two games where you thought they would win. Well, they completely choke away a victory late in the fourth against the Houston Rockets. And all of a sudden, on this five-game stretch, they were looking at 0-2 before grabbing a win on Sunday, which we'll get to in the next segment. But let's, let's talk about this game on Friday. This was one of those type of performances that make you think this team won't make the postseason. And that if they even do make the postseason, it's not going to really matter. They're not going to do much. Against an opponent that at the time had 17 wins, with this one basically being a must-win, they're all must-wins going forward, this team came out and looked good and bad at the same point in time. They came out and lost the first quarter before really running through Houston in the second and third, and then just coming up blank, as Jonas Valanciunas said after the game, they completely blanked the bed. That's unbelievably disappointing. Just to see the team not have that sense of urgency, not be able to put it together for four quarters in a must-win game, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? And it's compounded by the fact that there were some bizarre coaching changes, lineup changes, you know, uh, plans being adjusted in the wrong way, all of that. And it just makes you wonder what is going on with this team and just makes you feeling empty. Like you're, you, there's just no point in this. It was kind of the perfect summation of the Pelicans, right? You had good games, I thought, from CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram, and it's just still not enough. You run the offense through Jonas Valanciunas, 22 points and 17 rebounds in this one. But down the stretch, you don't. 
And it allows the Houston Rockets to get four offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter, which led to eight second chance points. You're going to lose games. These guys were not even trying to rebound, it seemed like at times, and were just dumbfounded when the Rockets out-hustled them from, for the ball. We've seen this before. We've seen this before, particularly in the fourth quarter. The final two shots for the Pelicans, Brandon Ingram, 19-foot mid-range jumpers. Yes, that's his shot, but you had timeouts to use. And if that's the play you're drawing up, it's it, it, it's it's a poor call. It's a bad choice. And it kind of just goes with what the coaching staff does. Put the ball in B.I.'s hands and let him do his thing. Okay, I can live with some of that. But after B.I. shoots the first one, misses, and Herb Jones gets a miraculous offensive rebound, and the Pels are up one, and all they need to do is basically get a bucket to ice this game, or dribble out the clock, they can't, otherwise they would have been fouled. You, you get it back to Brandon Ingram, and the same exact thing. No timeout by the coaching staff to draw up a better play, to find a way to get him to the rim, or to get him a better, cleaner look than a contested 19-foot mid-range jumper on both of them. You make it even worse by not having Trey Murphy out there on the court. And while in this game he did not shoot well, 13 points on 4 of 11 shooting, he was still 4 of 10 from 3. That's 40%. That's good, and you could see that defenses do respect him. So he misses two threes down the stretch, both either of which could have iced the game in a sense. And he gets subbed out for Josh Richardson. Who had eight points on three of nine shooting in this, two of four from deep, so he 50%. But that's not a shooter that opponents are going to respect. So you make it harder on Brandon Ingram by not having the right lineup out there. Or in a game, in two games, that really does favor Jonas Valanciunas, who has done well for you in this game, put him in. Get the ball to him. Why not throw the ball to him in the post for the final play and see what happens from that? He's been shooting well from the free throw line if he gets fouled. But none of that was really a consideration. And that's where we kind of tilt our heads and go, what what the heck? Valanciunas might have helped you more avoiding those offensive boards for Houston. 14 defensive rebounds in this one. Four blocks, too. He was getting the ball and scoring 10 of 16. There's no answer for him. When they put Alper and Shengun on him, he just feasts on that dude as he did on Sunday. Why not get him back in the game? Where? I, I just don't understand some of the tactical decisions that we've seen from this team. And then as this leads just started getting away, Pels just kind of looked uninterested. And it's just... It, it encapsulates like everything, right? It's a perfect summation of what we've seen and some of the questionable decisions that this team as a whole has made this year that's led them to being far more disappointing than what we were expecting in the first place. That needed to change. You could not do that in this game. It hurts you. You're trying to make the postseason. We're going to talk about tanking in tomorrow's show, but you're trying to make the postseason. Act like a team that's trying to make the postseason. And they did. That This is what makes it so frustrating. They did it all on Sunday. They did it all on Sunday. Let's talk about the win now um, that they'd had on Sunday against the same Houston Rockets team, showing us they're capable of growth and change. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made 
Easy. You want to take Brandon Ingram to score more than 22 and a half points? You can do it with prize picks at 26 on Sunday. You want to take Trey Murphy to have two and a, uh, more than two and a half made threes? You can do it. He had three. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and I know you will too because it's super simple. You pick two to six players. They go score more or less than their prize picks projection. You win. Whatever you call it. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And the best part is you're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. And they offer projections on any sport you watch, including March Madness. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. They also offer safe and fast withdrawals and are currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant match up to $100 with promo code locked on. You deposit $50, they're going to give you $50. You deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100. Don't forget, enter promo code locked on it. Sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, covering it from all angles, the good, the bad. If they're losing, we're still here. We're not taking days off. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Support the channel by commenting down below on YouTube. And now for your second listen, go check out Locked on Saints with Ross Jackson breaking down everything black and gold. They're getting some practices in. They're talking to new players. There was a dude in the Pokemon hat, which was awesome, answering fun questions. Go check out Locked on Saints breaking down everything you want to know, black and gold. So let's continue talking about the Pelicans and the Houston Rockets. A 117-107 win on Sunday. This it's rare when you're like, losses are frustrating because you know what? Every game is a must win for the Pelicans from here on out. They need to get all of these done and in, and they did it. So we shouldn't really complain about wins since it's getting them closer to the end goal of, you know, being in the postseason where they should be. And they're only a half game back now of the 10th seed. They're two games back, two games back of the sixth seed still. It's a jumbled mess, and it's close, so they have everything to play for. And again, we'll talk about tanking in tomorrow's show. Whole show dedicated to that is the plan as of now. So in the 117-107 win, the Pelicans did everything you want them to do. They came out and respected the Houston Rockets and didn't come out thinking they could just sleepwalk their way to a win. They scored 38 points in the first quarter. They won that one by 10. They won the second quarter, 26-6, to 10-point victory. They lost the third and then barely lost the fourth, and it all ended up being a 10-point victory. They limited Houston on... So, what they do, right? So, what they do, other than just having the right kind of mentality and energy, they did a lot. Playing through Jonas Valanciunas yet again, great. 20, where, what was his final line? 21 points, 12 rebounds. That's back-to-back 20-point... Uh, 10 rebound games. Perfect. Exactly what you need to do. He went to the line a lot. Eight and nine. 12 boards. Yes. That's what you want to see. Realizing that he could feast against Alper and Shengun. Keep feeding him the ball. Even late in the game, you saw a little bit of two-man action where Valchunas would get the ball. The defense would adjust to that. And he kicks it out to Brandon Ingram for B.I.'s only made three of the night. And it was because they played inside out. You don't have to run your entire offense through JV on every single night. But there are matchups that are absolutely favorable for him, and these two games were them. To go away from him in that first game, come on. 
And they didn't do that and repeat the same mistake here. Great. They tried way harder on the defensive glass. Houston had only eight offensive boards in this one. They had 15 the other night. They were really committed to making sure that Houston did not get second chance opportunities. Thank you. This team is very clearly capable of doing what they need to do to get a win. They also really relied on the starters in this one. CJ McCollum, 39 minutes. Brandon Ingram, 39 minutes. Trey Murphy, 38 minutes. JV, 33. Herb Jones, 33. Those are the guys that are going to get fewer, but that's up there for them. Willie Green relied on his starters to get it done, and it paid off. All of those guys, plus minus, double digits. Worst was Herb Jones at plus 13. So they show you they're capable of making these kind of adjustments and playing like this. And that's what makes this win so frustrating. Because where was this before? Where was this before? Some of this stuff is so obvious, it feels like. And look, I joke. I joke all the time. And I tell you that Willie Green and the coaching staff knows more about basketball than we do. I could not be an NBA coach, despite some of y'all coming up to me at the arena and saying so. And I appreciate that. But I couldn't. I would be terrible. They know more. But at times, it doesn't mean they're perfect or that they don't make mistakes. And you're seeing a lot of those mistakes really magnified for the playoff race that the Pelicans are in right now. So it's nice to see that they can push the buttons with the team. They can design a game plan that works for this team. They need to be more consistent. Otherwise, they're not going to get into the postseason. Every game matters. And on this stretch, when you needed to go 4-0, you're now 1-1. Let's see which team we're going to get you know, against San Antonio on Tuesday and then the, the Charlotte Hornets on Thursday. You need the, the Sunday version of the Pelicans, not the Friday night version of the Pelicans. Otherwise, maybe then we'll be talking about lottery odds and tanking. It's, it's just so disappointing to kind of see this team be Jekyll and Hyde. And it feels like lessons have not been learned. It feels like there's no killer instinct in this team fully that it only comes out when it's like, oh God, that was really bad and we can't embarrass ourselves two games in a row. It, it, they're just missing something. Beyond Zion. Beyond Zion. Because this team shouldn't be as bad as they are with Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum in the lineup together. And it's just not good enough. You can't lose that game on Friday and then come out on Sunday and be like, oh yeah, we can do all of this stuff. That needs to happen consistently. There's 11 games left. By now, you should have learned your lesson. You've played 71. It's enough, right? You, you should know what you need to be doing. And for whatever reason, this team has not figured that out yet. And it is the most maddening, frustrating thing that I have seen in a really long time with this franchise. We've been through a lot here. This year, in not being able to get things right and just missing some of the obvious things they need to be doing. Whew, one of those seasons. But look, they still have a lot to play for. They're not tanking. Every game is going to matter down the stretch. And this is going to be a fun and furious end of the year. And we're really going to see what this team is made of. We're really going to see just how good of a head coach Willie Green is. We're really going to see how good of a player Brandon Ingram is. CJ McCollum is. And let's talk about CJ coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans because I think he's been pretty good 
these past two games and want to talk about some of the things I think he's really been doing well. And that's what they're going to need out of him down the stretch. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by, I can get this right, the 2023 Nissan Ari. It's Nissan's most electric player of the week, brought to you by the all-new, all-electric 2023 Nissan Ari, really player of the weekend. It's Jonas Valanciunas. Back-to-back 20.10 rebound games. He has been excellent for New Orleans, and it's nice to see them playing through him just fierce right down below showing off some of the fancy footwork up and under rebounds you're seeing or um, putbacks for him layups different things like that he's elegant down there he's powerful all of those things which is exactly like the all-new all-electric 2023 nissan aria the 2023 nissan aria packs pin to your seat power and premium intelligence all-in-one ev the all-new all-electric 2023 nissan aria the the ev for people who love to drive you can shop now at nissanusa.com and today's episode of locked on pelicans is also brought to you by built bar it's built bar march madness going on the built bar march madness bracket is here we all know you have a favorite bar or puff and now it's your time to make it count go to builtmarchmadness.com to vote for your favorites i'm voting for the brownie batter puff i like the puffs they're light they're airy i think this thing's definitely going to win and when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built. And not only that, one Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try Built, the best tasting protein bar ever. You're not even going to realize these things are good for you. They taste that good. And they taste so good because they're covered in 100% real chocolate with awesome flavors, and they're healthy for you because they're high in protein and low in sugar. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop on and support your pick. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday for y'all, breaking down everything you want to know about the Pelicans. You want to know more about the NBA? Go check out Locked on NBA game to game. Make that your second listen today. I do a minute video after every game during the week. Uh, So does every other host. They get compiled into one show. So you get the home and the way, the winner and the loser's perspective on this. Follow game to game on Locked on NBA available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. The Pelicans go one in one over this stretch disappointing but you've seen some good things and they've shown you they're capable of making adjustments in learning and they're going to need that down the stretch because every game of these final 11 matters matters big time and one guy who we needed to see more from was cj mccollum and i think he's really delivered these past two games go back to friday and he didn't shoot particularly well five of 12 and you're like 12 that seems like too few shots but 14 points there Six assists, five rebounds, and just one turnover. And that might be the most important part. He was, to use a cliche, letting the game come to him. We've seen him try and force things a little bit too much. Point guard CJ trying to drive and attack and then kind of create out of that rather than setting up some of his teammates and just kind of picking his spots. And maybe there was just a little bit not, you know, like trusting of his teammates in some of these spots and 
to be you know honest, that's not wrong. So he tried to force things, and it resulted in turnovers down in the lane. It resulted in tough and missed shots and teams running against you and burning you that way. But he was pushing the pace when he needed to push the pace. He was trying to set up teammates through some of those isolation moves, being part of the offense and screening a little bit more, and then just choosing the shots that he really thought were good ones for him to take and was willing to pass out of, you know, okay shots for better shots to his teammates. I think that's important. Against Houston in on Sunday, he was significantly better. 26 points on 9 of 18 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3, got to the line 6 times, made 4 of them. Six rebounds, five assists again, two steals, two blocks, and just one turnover. Two total turnovers in two games. Sign me up for that from CJ McCollum. Just a little bit more in command, a little bit less loose, a little bit less wild with his style of play, and just kind of fitting in a little bit more. And it led to really good results for his time out there on the court. Even on Friday when they lost, he had the team high best plus 21. He was doing something right in those minutes when he was out there on the court and the team was doing something right with those minutes. So you could see it from him that he's kind of, I don't know, almost like breathing more, it feels like. Again, letting the game come to him rather than forcing things. And it leads to good things. And that's what you want to see from him down the stretch. There needs to be a nice like coexistence between him and Brandon Ingram. And the turnovers have really hurt New Orleans this season, particularly from B.I. and C.J. McCollum. So for them to kind of cut those out and for him maybe to take a little bit of a step back in his usage, no, hey, I can get J.V. the ball and it'll be okay. That's what we want to see from the Pelicans down the stretch. If you get this version of CJ McCollum, they're going to win games and you won't be looking, you know, on Twitter to be like, what the heck is going on with this guy? They should trade him. They should bench him. As I said, they shouldn't bench him. This was the type of CJ we wanted to see. He's repeatedly said, I need to play better. I need to play better. Well, you got to show it and do it. And he did in this one. And this is the type of CJ that I hope to see the rest of the way. Who's also capable of taking over game as he did against the Dallas Mavericks. They do that, they're going to be able to win. And he's got an easy opponent to be able to do it against the San Antonio Spurs. And then the Charlotte Hornets coming up later this week. So all winnable games, very much a lot for the Pelicans still to play for. I'm looking forward to this stretch run. It's going to be fun, good or bad. I hope you're going to be along to join me. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all tomorrow to talk a little bit about tanking with this Pelicans team.